0: For Christmas, yeah. woo! Not excited. No, it's ah, it's a shitty holiday. Too. Um, it's, like it's the worst holiday. Uh, so I've been talking to a lot of dudes because um, I often come to comedy things where there's a lot of dudes, and uh, so they've been asking me, as a representative of women, uh, what they should do about all this pr- all this. Uh, all these sexual predators and like they're starting to feel bad like should they not hit on women anymore should they not talk to women and I'm like that is a crazy great idea (laughs) Uh, yes yes I think this is the solution to all sexual predation just stop talking to women if it's not about business or exchanging chips Uh, no talking to women no hitting on women and I know some dudes are like, that's, that's not cool though. Like how will I get laid? Like how will we propagate the species? Don't worry, we'll get thirsty, right? Like guys, step back. You have to first step back in order for us to step forward. Um, and I know, I know I don't really wanna do this either, right? Like my game is dyeing my hair so I don't really have to have a personality. <laughs> <laughs> I like to post up in a corner of the bar and wait for a man to approach me and talk about anime. Um, I know the demographic I'm going for. I want to be a full-time comedian. I need them to be one of these tech geeks, Uh, (laughs) right? So I'm not, like I get it. I'm not very excited to be the one initiating either. That means taking rejection, but ladies, we gotta take some L's if we want this D, right? And think about the upsides, right? We'll only be having sex when we want, which is much better than having sex when you don't. I know, I've been married. (laughs) Been out there, it wasn't fun. Um, I recently though, I gotta say, I'm kinda out of the game now. I recently closed down my open relationship. Yeah, we'd been doing it for over a year. I was out in these streets fucking. Um, I want to assure you, my open relationship did not close down because I was not trying. I was out there, I was in it to fucking win it. Um, right. Like as soon as we started this, I was like, "Go! I'm going to win this open relationship." Uh, I think I made a real strategic error though. Um, in that I date men. That turned out to be a bit of an error, right? Like I feel like we had very different pools to go after. Um, like my boy was out there, and the women of San Francisco in general are beautiful, smart, talented, funny. Um, Like, I feel like he was out there every day, every date he went on. These women were great people. Sometimes it didn't work out, but they were great people. And I wanted to applaud him. You know, I would be friends with these ladies if they weren't fucking my boyfriend. (laughs) Uh, But they were great. Meanwhile, I'm out there dating these dudes. Like, the only diversity would come in terms of, like, a different logo on the back of their hoodie. These dudes would roll up to dinner like, hey, I have a job, Um, would you like to suck my dick? And no, I don't think you understand why I'm out here. I'm in a relationship, I have obligation dick at home. (laughs) Lift some weights, work on your tongue game, and then call me. Um, I I feel like almost all the dudes in San Francisco can be put on a spectrum that goes from autism to Buddhism. Like, and I don't know if that's wrong to say, is that neuro-shaming? But on one end, you have people who struggle to connect with anyone else. And on the other end, you have people who are so connected to everything in the universe and all of existence that they try to convince you that it's our orgasm when only they come. Uh, (laughs) It's funny, I also, you know, I really thought that I would win this open relationship, right? uh, dudes are supposed to be desperate for sex, right? Like, dudes will do anything for sex, except have good sex, it turns out. <laughs> that was that was a big problem. Like, dudes, uh, I don't know if you think you're having one-night stands. Uh, you're failing auditions, right? <laughs> no one, you're not ghosting someone if they don't bother to contact you either afterwards. Um, And I think people got the wrong message when I said I was in an open relationship. They heard, don't try. Uh, (laughs) There's no strings attached, which wasn't what I was going for. Um, Are you guys ready for Happy Hour? Are you guys ready to work out your jokes? (laughs) You guys, this first comic, uh, very cool guy. We were just talking about the Star Wars. I don't know if he's gonna talk about that or not, but he does have opinions. Give it up for Nick Scarpino.
1: Thank you, Annette. Give it up. Give it up for Annette one more time. Is this? Th- uh, I do have a lot of opinions about Star Wars, but I have not formed any of them into jokes. Mostly, I just uh, think about it and cry. So I will not be sharing any of that information with you guys tonight. Happy Friday night, everyone. We made it to the end of the week, sir. I'm digging these leggings you have. You're somewhere between a ski instructor and someone who's going to take me on an ayahuasca trip. So that's fantastic. Love that. Let me know if either of those options are available to me later, and I'll take you up on one of them. I don't ski by the way. So
2: it's going to be the ayahuasca.
1: (laughs) Um, Yeah, my last name is Scarpino. Uh, That's a very Italian last name. I feel like you only have really two choices when you're born with the last name Scarpino, right? When you come out uh, of your mom, they're like, you're either going to be Catholic or uh, you're going to go right back up there for another nine months and think about what you've done. So I was Catholic. Went to Catholic school uh, for a very long time. Uh, I was not molested. Which uh I'm a little split on, I'll be honest with you on that one. Like on the one on the one hand, I had a very uh fairly abuse free childhood, but on the other hand, um, nobody likes not getting picked for things. You know? <laughs> I feel like uh I was unfairly discriminated against because I was a little bit on the chubby side as a child and this was like dodgeball all over again. Right? Like they would walk into the parish and they would be like, Not that one. He's gonna move a little too slow and uh probably eat all the Eucharist. But if it's okay, though, I'm a, I'm, I have perspective on it now as an adult. I can think back and look at that and be like, I don't hold a grudge. Um, I don't. I like, to, I like to pay it forward. I like to get out there. I try to molest as many people as humanly possible, you know. So what is it that it says in the Bible? Uh, do unto others as you wanted the priests to do unto you when you were very young. That's a terrible joke, especially in this political climate, but I apologize about that. That's all I got tonight. Uh, I am married. I'm thankfully married because dating right now, I don't even know, as Annette mentioned before, how people do any of this. I'm so thankful that I found someone. We just celebrated our five-year wedding anniversary. That's not a joke. My wife is legitimately just an amazing human being, especially for putting up with me for five years. Um, Thank you for not clapping either way. (laughs) Uh, that's such that's, that's fair that's fair but I, I'm like I don't get it man I really don't like I don't know how people date like Tinder is very weird and confusing to me like this is an app that you install on your phone that when you swipe one way and they swipe that same way apparently you get to just have sex with people is that how that works that's not how it was when I was young that's weird um, I like I can't even figure out how to use postmates on my phone let alone get sex delivered to me you know like I can't even get food delivered like one I, I'm like confused I'd be scared that I get confused like one second I'm looking at Chinese food. And then the next second, I'm looking at Chinese girls, and then there'd be like a knock on my door, and I'd be like, "Fuck, which one of those did I order?" And she'd be like, "Chinese." I'm like, "No, that doesn't help. That still doesn't help. I don't know which one. I don't want to. I don't want to offend you and ask for the wrong fortune cookie." Um, so yeah, so there's that. But I'm glad I'm married. I am. Like, and you learn a lot about sig- your significant other when you've been married uh, for five years to them, right? Like, you learn a lot about the opposite sex when you've been married to them. Like, Annette, do you know what women hate? When you start sentences off like that, boy, they don't like it. <laughs> they all don't like that at all. So I don't really actually know that much about my wife, but I'm trying, I am trying, I'm trying to be a good dude. Um, so there's that. We don't have kids though, largely because they're terrible, right? Anyone have kids in the audience? Me and Dave, you've procreated, right? <laughs> you, have, you haven't gotten out there and spread that seed? No, well, one day, one day. We'll go out later tonight. We'll figure it out. Um, But yeah, I'm I'm a little tired of people talking about their kids like they're the second coming of Christ, right? Like, people always talk about their children like they're a miracle. They're like, children are a miracle. You don't understand. They're a miracle. And I looked it up. There is a child born on this planet every three seconds, okay? That's a lot of kids every day. I don't know what the math is on that, largely because I don't do math, but that's a lot of kids every day. I feel like miracles should happen a little less frequently than that. Like, can't we all just decide that a miracle should be, like, once a year max, you know? Like, the Super Bowl is more of a miracle than having kids. Like, there's 7 billion people on the planet, 7 million babies born, 52 Super Bowls. I'm just putting that out there. Do the math on that. Copy that. Got that. Um, but, yeah. Oh, I can sort my list because I forgot. Oh, right, Catholic. Right, that's a whole fun thing. Um, I like being a comedian. You guys are all comedians, right? We can all commiserate on this. Everyone's a comedian in this room. I like being a comedian because like, when people ask you what you do, you get to tell them, I'm a stand-up comic and that's such a cool thing. Like, at parties people go, oh, that's so interesting. Like, I imagine it's better than telling people you're an accountant, right? Like, does anyone do accounting here? No? Well, we'll never know. It must just be fucking horrible. (laughs) It must be terrible. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, I will be at Milk Bar later tonight doing another illustrious set. And spoilers, it'll be the exact same material. But until then, give it up for your host, Annette.
0: For Nick. All right, guys, your next comic. Very funny. I have seen him murder all over the Bay Area in the metaphorical sense of making people laugh. Give it up for Victor Bachenko.
3: <laughs> yeah, keep it going for Annette, everybody. Holy shit. I'm really fucking nervous tonight because I never performed in front of this many comedians before. <laughs> Hell yeah, San Francisco, make some noise if you're really excited about Christmas. Hell yeah! This is cool. Does anybody have any cool plans for Christmas? Drink? Fuck yeah! That's every day though. Are you doing anything special for Christmas? You get you get invited to any white Christmas parties? Do you know what white Christmas party is? A lot of cocaine, a lot of booze, a lot of Valium to come down. It's uh, good shit, man. I love fucking drugs. I mean, Christmas is pretty cool. (laughs) Fuck yeah! How about you, dude? How you doing tonight? You're not a comic, so how's it, how's it feel? They're that, going up tonight? Oh, yeah. uh, fuck yeah, give it up for this dude. <laughs> He's like, if you fucking depressed motherfuckers could do it, I could do it too. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Give it up for that podcast that's going on right now, though. We don't give a fuck about your open mics we're going to talk hella loud, crew. You know what I'm saying? I don't know how good the pickups are on this microphone, but if they're anything like a club, holy shit, you guys are gonna hear a bunch of, whoa, we don't give a shit. But anyways, uh, it was pretty cool, dude. I'm gonna go back to you, dude. Um, (laughs) For reals, dude, you got some cool fucking pants, man. I don't think I could ever wear those, dude. They'd fucking ride up my biff. It'd be fucking terrible, man. Fucking shit, dude. Those are cool fucking pants, man. I think they'd throw me the fuck off if I was tripping balls on acid, though. Those are the type of pants that fucking just melt into your body, you know? <laughs> Fuck yeah, man. Do you think they have those in walrus size? No? Let's go, dude. Let's do some blow. Let's have our own white Christmas party. No? Fuck no. Okay. Okay, there's... You're it. That's it, dude. You're the only dude I don't fucking know here, dude. <laughs> I'm going to keep talking to you, man. You look like what Jeremy Talamantes would look like if uh, he was younger. No? You, you don't know... Th- I mean, it might for my set, because I'm bombing so hard? Um, you can't really bomb in front of a room full of comics, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> fucking talking to you right here, you know. Good times, good times. Um, fucking new shit. Um, I had a really vivid dream recently. You know those dreams that are really real? Uh, that you wake up, you're really pissed off about? I had this dream that I traded 408 milligram dilated pills for a $5,000 TV and the guy never came back to his TV shop. So, actually, you guys don't give a fuck. Never mind. Um, like, self-conscious about this shit. You know what I mean? You got a fucking Wham in that fucking poster behind you over there. Is that Wham? No, I wasn't. I was talking to fucking John over there, man. Fucking, it's not all about you, Dave. Fuck, man. This is like Wednesday all over again, dude. <laughs> this is like the bricks open mic. No, man, this is cool. Fucking digging this shit. This is cool. I got injured recently. I fell in San Francisco and nobody came to my aid. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? That's fucked up. You know. I thought I got to the point of being so fat people would help me out, but no, they just point and laugh and yell shit out. Dude, that scared the fuck out of me, man. That sounded like a fucking, (laughs) (laughs) that sounded like a Glock cock. It was a fucking doorknob to the bathroom. No, 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 you're good, dude. You're good, dude. It just saw the beard and shit. I'm not trying to stereotype, man, but the FBI was just here at Pier 39. Not funny, I know. Um, <laughs> fuck yeah, man. I need to shave. Fuck, man. I can't. Not here personally, but yeah. Yeah, I'm just like trying to fucking feel it out and shit and trying to make this as uh, painful for everybody as possible. Yeah, I'm doing a pretty good job, right? <laughs> fuck yeah, I'm fucking killing it, man. That's fucking cool as fuck, man. You still got that boat? It's lame story, dude. Uh, (laughs) It's fucking cool, guys. You guys, uh, you guys can see me this weekend at my parents' house, Um, and I'll just be there. Cool. Thanks, guys.
0: All right. The next person uh, is either non-existent or just has a very interesting uh, stage name curse lifted was written in the third spot i don't know what that means does that mean anything to anyone (laughs) whatsoever curse lifted all right then your next comic uh who hopefully isn't just writing things uh that mean nothing in a very serious sign up is the very funny mean dave
4: (laughs) thank you curse lifted man for bailing um Dude, Vic, you shouldn't be so nervous, man. Come on. Everybody Everybody cares here in this fucking room, all right? That's one of those things. You made everybody uncomfortable by telling us we don't care. We care, all right? Right? Yeah, we care. I just want to confirm with everybody. We fucking care. We didn't care, you know. We wouldn't be here. So we're here early. And uh, he doesn't look like Jeremy Talamantes. He looks like Vahe when his wife leaves him. That's pretty much what he looks like. You don't know Vahe. He's, uh, I'll book you on Best of SF sometime, and you can meet. One of the most narcissistic people uh, around here in stand-up comedy. Uh, Nice. Quirk, man. I like you, man. I like your fucking roller skates when you came rolling in here. I want to stick around to see you bitch about millennials on roller skates, man. I was like, just seeing that, I'm like, oh, my fucking God. This guy, man. Anyways, but uh, yeah, um, there's a uh, subject that you're not supposed to talk out at bars about. Uh, people always say you can't talk about religion or politics at a bar. I found there's another subject, n- a new subject uh, that I never thought you would be possible. Uh, you can't talk about whether or not the Earth is round or flat <laughs> with alcohol present. It's not possible. Uh, there are people who are firmly convinced by. Uh, Facebook videos made by people who have never crossed a major body of water uh, who are convinced that the earth is, uh, in fact, flat. And uh, I just say go for a drive in San Francisco and try and tell me that the earth is flat. It's not flat out here at all. Thank you. Thanks for your chuckles. Um, but, yeah, it's not. Uh, it's one of those things where it doesn't really matter. I don't care if the earth is flat or round. It's really It's just one of those things that I'm just gonna take it on advisory from people that have supposedly been into space. I don't know if they've even been into space. Stanley Kubrick filmed something that might not have been some people landing on the moon. I don't know. And I really it doesn't affect my pay rate, so I don't really it doesn't bother bother me. But if it does bother you that much, fact is, I mean, it's like if the earth is flat or round, you're still the same pointless asshole who is concerned about shit that really doesn't apply to your life on a daily basis. Gravity, that's one that really uh that helps um but yeah so just trying to trying to figure that one out uh the other thing is uh oh yeah you were talking about cat calling re- earlier something like that yeah that's been like a it's one of those things the reason why dudes do it's cat call is because one in every hundred thousand times it works uh it's uh you know so and it's and I'm not trying not just one of those things where you know you you don't catch 100% of the fish that you don't don't f- you know fly fish for but um but it's a numbers game, and, uh, and I'm not saying it, but it doesn't, doesn't make it any less, you know, degrading or whatever. Um, it is one of those things where uh, a lot of times when I've seen dudes that do it, a lot of times they're really just catcalling just to tell their friends in their own, you know, uh, in a non-direct way, hey, I'm not gay. That's all that they're doing. They're like, check out that chick, man. That chick's so hot, I don't want to stick my penis in a dude's asshole. That's really what they're, s- what they're trying to say. Uh, and uh, but I am waiting for that one dude to come flying out of the closet in the most in the most uh, just bold fashion of being like dude check out that chick man she's so hot I want to fuck a dude <laughs> I would love to see, I would love to see that first gay man just you know cross that line like that and uh, and really that's what I find is so interesting about uh, actually it's not interesting to me it doesn't it, that's like the least interesting thing about to me about a person is who or what you choose to fuck um, you can fuck or marry a dolphin for all I care. I don't, you know, just swim safely, look out for sharks. Uh, that's just, you know, it's dangerous out there in the water. But, because, um, yeah, it's all—it's one of those things where it just depends on what you choose to uh, to stick your penis in that apparently defines you. And uh, really, they're just wet holes. Uh, that's as a man. Uh, and, uh, if you're a woman, it's what you choose to put whatever your parts are on. Uh, and really, this is just all this talk just really makes me not want to have sex uh... that's really why that's why i don't i don't get it. it does make me hot uh... you know So, and uh... i gotta wrap this up here so uh... one last thing i want to say one of my friends uh... i we have a debate going on in comedy on stages he likes to uh... talk about how he's sick of boners uh... And he's forty three years old and overweight and i just tell him, just wait a while they'll stop and then you'll find out the hard way <laughs> actually the soft way uh, that it's better to have a boner and not need it than to need a boner and not have it. Uh, cause that's very embarrassing. My name's Mean Dave. Fuck off. Have a wonderful night, everybody. Up, all
0: for me, Dave. Oh, Great, guys. Next comic, I'm very excited to see her. She's got amazing earrings. Give it up for Jen Gonzalez. <laughs>
5: And no, it's not true. The bigger the hoop, the bigger the hoe is not a thing. I mean, it is in my case, but not for everybody. It's just whatever. Hello, San Francisco. This is like the saddest AA meeting I've ever been to. It's great. So w- more colorful, which that's okay. There's Santa here. It's wonderful. Oh, what can we talk about? A um, lot of gun control in the news right now. That's exciting, considering today. Um, we were very pro gun in my house. Like my I was there when my dad bought his gun. Like it just we were super pro gun. Like it was we had dinner in San Francisco and then he told me, you know, what normal dads do is, Hey, I gotta make a pit stop in Oakland, which is always like the best thing you wanna like hear your dad say. Like, yeah, totally, this is gonna be sketch it all. So uh, we get to Oakland, and he only took me to the finest of places, so we went to a Carl's Jr. parking lot. It was great, wonderful. Thanks, guy in the back. Appreciate you. Uh, Go to a Carl's Jr. parking lot, and uh, I see him pull out a wad of cash, which that surprised me the most, because growing up, we never had money, you know, for like... The lu- like, you know luxurious things in life. Like, Dad, can we have a computer? No. Hey, Dad, can we have health insurance? No. We can't afford any of that. Like, it's whatever. So that was exciting. So pulled out a wad of cash, and then he says, you know, what made me feel the most safe was lock the door behind you. So I was like, all right. So he gets out. I see him go to a trunk of a shady character. It's the best way to describe him without being racist. We're in Oakland. You guys know. Uh, he pulled out... Yeah, and my dad came back with his gun. But my dad didn't come back with any gun. He came back with a musket of all things. A fucking, that's 100% true. My dad bought a musket in the parking lot of Carl's Jr. in Oakland. And I asked him, I was like, Dad, why a musket of all guns? And he goes, why wouldn't I? I got a good, really good deal on it. So that's, there you go. We are very pro-gun. So if anyone's trying to break into my house in 1855, <laughs> don't worry, hey, my dad's got a musket. <laughs> he can beat up your dad with his shitty you know ar-50 whatever what the fuck just happened someone trying to like break in oh my god it's a ghost the ghost i did i do what is this beer 39 is that too soon to make a joke like that all right whatever fuck y'alls. What else can I tell you guys? Um, in case you probably forgot, my name is Jen. I go by Jen now. I used to go by Jennifer, but it was just like impossible standards with that one. Like Jennifer Garner, Jennifer Aniston, Jennifer Lopez, Jennifer, keep your clothes on. Like it's just impossible standards, you guys. It's impossible. Uh, in elementary school, I went by Jenny which was like the worst mistake in my life. And I used to wear like butterfly clips and like neon eyeshadow. And that was the worst mistake was going by Jenny because I grew up in the 90s and kids would just, were just so fucking awful. Like I got Jenny Jones a lot. If you guys remember that talk show host, Jenny Jones, the guy in the back is he gave me a thumbs up, Jenny Jones. I also got uh when Forrest Gump came out was probably the worst day of my life. Because uh, I got Jen A, where's Forrest? Jen A, which, because everyone's so fucking original, it's great. <laughs> There's Forrest right there, he's loving it. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, just, you know, one of those. The worst for me was Jenny Craig. Do you guys remember that weight loss shit? No one ever remembers that one. Jason Alexander was part, all right, whatever. Jenny Craig, and like, kids were mean because, okay, so in the theme song of the Jenny Craig jingle was like 1,895, and it would change every year. So it was like 95, 96, you know, whatever. And kids would sing that to me. It was awful. And I was just like, we get it. I'll lose the weight, you guys. Don't be fucking assholes. I know the number. It's great. I know what year it is. That was a good thing. Uh, you know, I would have been a school shooter, but the only gun we had at my house was a musket. <laughs> so it's really very, very difficult, you guys. One minute left. What do I want to tell you? Um, this has been so much fun, you guys. With the one guy in the back, I appreciate you. Thumbs up. Alright, I'm gonna end that. Thank you, I'm Jen Gonzalez.
0: Give it up for Jenny, And do not mess with her dad, unless there are two of you, in which case just position the other guy in front of you and then wait 20 minutes while he reloads. You'll be fine. Alright guys, this next comic, I think he's about to rollerblade into your heart, like he's rollerbladed into all of ours. Give it up for Matthew Quirk.
6: See you yeah, it's okay, I won't hold it against you. So, uh, Mean Dave, you like me, huh? Book me on a fucking paying show, for Christ's sake. It's Christmas, goddammit. Shit. So anyway, uh, I was supposed to uh, meet a date here. <laughs> nice try, Jenny. <laughs> no not you either no but I I wore these skates because I thought I might have to be 5'9 for it or something All <laughs> right. no for reals I'm going to this roller skating thing afterwards It's a whole thing I do anyway so I was gonna take her there too but she blew me off for that so anybody want to go roller skating after this <laughs> my treat for Christmas come on <laughs> Santa doesn't come around but once a year Yeah, I met this person in real life, so I thought it'd be different, right? I thought it'd be, I thought it'd be different. But it's just like all those fucking Bumble dates, man. It's just like them. fucking Bumble. I mean, I know it's supposed to be like a bee, like pollen, honey, you get it. But it's more like Bumble, like walk around with your eyes closed and stumble into shit. Like, I think the theory behind, this is for George all the way, man. I think the theory behind that app is like if a million monkeys were swiping at a million nav apps <laughs> a million times, someone will go out with you. I think that's the logarithm. Yeah, it's math jokes. <laughs> this is sophisticated humor. I don't know if you're catching it, mean. <laughs> All right, cool. So anyways, uh, so I, I got hooked up with this one chick on Bumble, and she listed her occupation as like entrepreneur. But as I was like flipping through her photos, I realized she was more like an entrepreneur, kind of an entrepreneur slut, prostitoneur. Come on, guys, it's tough making up words. Anyway, I didn't go up, I didn't meet up with her, contrary to popular belief. And uh, I got hooked up with someone else, and I did actually take her to a show, but we went to dinner first, right? Because I'm a gentleman, right? And at dinner, you know, she's all yap, yap, yapping, you know, and I'm. I'm a good listener, right? I know how to play that game. And uh, we get to the show, right? She's still sort of talking about her day and her life and her issues and everything. And I get up and I do my set. And, like, you know, maybe I didn't kill or anything, but I got some laughs, right? So I go back and she's like right back into talking about herself and her things and what she was interested in. And I'm just finally, I'm just so fucking desperate, right? Because I'm a comedian. At this point, I just want to talk about my set right and so I finally just had to flat out ask her in full desperation like what did you think of my set and she's like well you know you were kind of luxury at first and then you used some laughs in the middle but then you lost him at the end And I was like, what a bitch, man. That was like perfect spot on professional level advice. Like, how dare she? She's supposed to tell me like how funny I am or how smart I am or something. Like what happened to our social contract? And I'm especially disappointed in all you comedians. None of you have been so good with advice as this random chick from Bumble. (laughs) But anyway, I'm not going out with her anymore, man. Fuck that. It all just reminds me of my last Tinder date, which is how I got into Bumble in the first place. Yeah, I remember it well. It was SantaCon. Not last SantaCon, the SantaCon before that. Which shows you how long that app has just been sucking the life out of me. So anyway, she contacts me on the, oh, one minute? Okay. Where's the horn when you need it? Something to cheer me, something to cheer me on. Anyway, we go out on the date. I thought things were going well. Thank you, George. I feel better now. (laughs) I can sleep at night now. Uh, We go out on this date. I thought things were going well. We were making out on the dance floor and everything. She's got sugar plum fairies dancing in my head. She calls me an Uber for the end of the date. And I'm like, all right, let's go. I'm gonna deck this chick's halls, right? She puts me in the Uber alone because apparently she's gonna go fuck this bartender she had been sneak texting our whole date. I was the opening act, (laughs) not just that. I get home, her file is deleted, right? Three days later, she sends me the 60 bucks back on Venmo that I spent on drinks for her. Venmo, no paper trail. The date was annulled, (laughs) Mulaney, annulled. I think it took her three days because she tried to do it on Bitcoin to erase all trace. That's me, buddy. Keeping it relevant for all you
2: millennials.
0: Give it up for Matthew's work. Um, I think we all gotta learn really quickly not to have any significant others or potential romantic partners comment on our sets. Uh, My boyfriend, bless his heart, only ever says one thing after he sees me perform, which is, you're so brave for even going up there. Uh, what a lovely man. All right, and your next comedian, you guys, let's give him a big round of applause, because he is so brave. Give it up for John Cabot
7: Thanks for playing the music long enough for me to finish the cake. I'm good now, I'm good now I'm gonna say some jokes now, there's just a little bit of Residue Um Let's see I think if I was Like A cop, I think I would really Lean into the donut thing (laughs) Like I think I would really embrace The donut stereotype that Surrounds policing I've never become a cop But like If I had to, it just would be a nice out from being seen as like a murdery murderer to just be like, I just can't get enough of these donuts. (laughs) Oops, I'm a goofball cop, you know? I don't know. I think it's weird, like, people defend cops in weird ways. Like one defense you hear a lot is like that it's really hard to be a cop, which is true, but like it's also super easy to never become a cop, so I don't know if that's a great point. Like, just, it just stay home from cop school, you know? <laughs> don't go. You can just, I don't know. How about just watch an episode of Cops and see if that does it for you? See if you get your angry juices flowing just from watching some other dude be a cop. I don't know. Or when people, when people say, like, cops are just doing their best. Like, I don't, why would you want people to think, like, if I, like, shot a 12-year-old boy because I got scared, I wouldn't want anyone to think that was my best. (laughs) If that happened, I would just be like, oh, yeah, I was having a weird day. (laughs) I woke up. I burned my bagel. I spilled coffee on myself. And then I shot a child. (laughs) Sorry. Just trying to keep it good, Um, as they say. I, uh... I don't, like, I think a lot of guys are with me in that I, like, I would be, I'm super uncomfortable with the word daddy, like, in a sexual context, like, I don't want to hear it in a sexual context, but I've realized that, like, that word has, like, taken such a hold of our culture that, like, I don't even want my kids to call me daddy. That's, I'm just not comfortable with that word at all anymore. I don't want my kids, daddy, can I have some apple juice? Like, we're in public, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Can't you just call me Daddy. Do you think millionaires have the Wells Fargo app on their phone, so so throughout the day they can be like, "Oh, cool, still rich, tight, <laughs> hell yeah." What did that? What did I spend that ten thousand dollars on? Oh, right, I, I bought all those gold bars for my house. I need to keep gold bars in my house. I don't. I don't know. It's weird. Any are any of you millionaires? I always wonder. You. You're the only one who's maybe. <laughs> the jury is out. You could be a, a <laughs> secret millionaire. I don't know. Um, it's just weird. They're like, it's weird that rich people go into politics a lot. Like, you see a lot of peop- people who are, like, conservative politicians that grew up super rich. But it's like, if you have all that privilege, like, why are you putting it towards a shitty office job? Like, you should be, I don't know, it's just weird when, like, you see a kid in college, like, a... a kids in college who are like young republicans or whatever and it's like they could just like you could be in the bahamas jet skiing with your friends but you're just like staying back and learning how to do the paperwork to take food stamps away (laughs) i just it's what it's where my heart is it's what i'm i have to do on this earth it's like (laughs) you want to you want to come partying tonight no i'm writing this I'm writing this grant for this guy who's gonna he's gonna make those spiky things in the sidewalk so that homeless people can't sleep there (laughs) So we're giving that guy a bunch of money. So I just have some some work to do (laughs) Do you think rich people ever get like like you know how like hot people are sometimes like am I ugly? Do you think rich people to their friends are ever like am I am I poor? (laughs) Seriously am I poor and the friends like no dude. We're in your castle right now. That guy is painting us. You're not poor. This is great. Are you sure? You would tell me if I was poor, wouldn't you? (laughs) You would tell me, right? Yes. I'll tell you if you become poor. All right. Yeah, thanks. That's been my time. Good night.
0: Give it up for John. At a moment's notice. With no warning and a mouthful of cake, he delivered. All right, guys. Next comic. Very, very funny lady very bundled up for the weather. She's the only person who looks like, it's like her, you, and, uh, you and Matthew are the only people who know how to dress for this weather. Uh, <laughs> did you get the advisory from the city on your phone about this, <laughs> about the weather? Dude, we're so soft. Like I get alerts to my phone if the temperature dips below 40. <laughs> are you guys ready for Sabrina Miller? <laughs>
8: Go into the studio where it's warmer. All right, for all of you in internet land who want to know what I'm wearing, if you're (laughs) curious, I am wearing a green sweater. And over that, I'm wearing a flannel shirt, a pink jacket over that. I'm wearing gloves and a knit hat, uh, two layers of leggings, and a pair of boots with uh, two layers of socks in San Francisco, which means I can never go back east for the winter. I will never survive. San Francisco has made me weak. It's like going to a planet where the gravity is half that of Earth. It's like you stay there too long, and your, bo- your just bones become so brittle. You, you, you can't come back to Earth. It's like, sorry, sorry. You've been here for five years. Sorry, you just can't do it. That's the analogy. That's my uh, all right. That's my riffing. That's the riffing portion. So That's what I like about Muni. I just like coming up here and just talking about whatever, about this weird layering, all these different colors. Does this work? Do I look good? You would tell me if I didn't look good, right? Am I fashionable? Am I fashionable? Okay, I'm fashionable. All right, cool. If only there was someone to catcall me in here. I could be that one in 100,000. I could be, you never know. <laughs> could be like a Christmas charity fuck. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, pr- I'm pretty desperate. I'm pretty, d- I'm lonely. <laughs> um, I You know, it just feels really good to be comfortable on stage at this point in my stand-up mm-hmm. career. <laughs> I can't even say that with the story. My stand-up career. I, I, I guess you could have made some money. $20 and a sandwich and a beer, I guess that counts. But... I think, uh, just over a year ago, uh, yeah, just over a year ago, I was at Mutiny Radio. I did my first set at Mutiny Radio, Joke Workshop, on Halloween. And I was so nervous, like, performing in front of my peers. I had seen everyone perform at Brainwash and, and, and wherever. And just, like, brilliant, witty, I looked up to them. I was just so nervous. I was shaking. My palms were all sweaty. My heart was racing. It was like the fucking SATs. And... That went on for a while. It took a few months, but I finally found a technique to calm the fuck down, and I want to, I don't know, there's got to be someone in here who still suffers from nerves. Uh, there were some new comedians last night. Let's, let's pretend they're, they're, they're here. Yes, you, sir. You, sir, in the back, <laughs> uh, s- second chair from the right. Here's the technique I want to share, share with you. What she do is you just look in the audience, just look at all the comedians, just look at all the comedians in the eye, and just imagine none of them ever amounting to anything. <laughs> just spending the rest of their lives in obscurity. I know, I know, it's crazy. Present company accepted. You guys are gonna make it. I know you've been you've been to punchline. You performed at punchline. You're 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 totally gonna make it. So put me on a show, please, <laughs> please, please. Um, I'm I, am, I am gonna die in obscurity. Uh, someone's going to find me three days after I die. <laughs> uh, after the stench becomes too great and they'll walk in and the cat's going to be gnawing on my face. So I'm under no illusions. I know my cat doesn't love me. My cat just loves wow. me for the warmth. It's, that's that's all it is. But I, I know I'm not going to have uh, a highway named after me or a meadow in Golden Gate Park. I probably won't even have a park bench named after me. You know, like. This is Rose. She loved this garden. Sit on her bench, look at the date of her d- uh, date of her birth, and the date of her death, and contemplate your own mortality. No, I want a Muni Metro station escalator named after me. That's what I'm shooting for. That's my bid in immortality, the Sabrina Miller, Church Street Station Memorial Escalator. George, yes, thank you, George. Why, you may ask? Why, George is asking why. Well, because I've had just as many breakdowns. Hey yo, that's my Ian Levy. Hey yo, maybe i will do some crowd work. Crowd work. You know that's a pretty. S- you know what? I could talk about Mars and everything. You know what? Okay, I totally want to go to Mars. Elon Musk, SpaceX is going to happen. Uh, he, s- uh, he says it's going to happen. Put forth a timetable. Said by 2030, people are going to. Um, oh, I'm rushing it. He said by 2030, uh, there's going to be human settlement on Mars. And I think by 2035, the first comedian is going to tell the first dick joke. Could be you, Annette. Could be... I, you know, I should have just ended on the crowd work thing. Alright, I'm going to turn it back over to your ass. Uh, 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 Give it up for see Annette. Right, bad, yeah. And
0: 2035, my God, that is not going to be me because I'll be dead. Alright, your next comic. I've never seen her before and I'm really excited to see what she's going to do. Give it up for Judith Silverstein. Hey the
9: March, Hi, friendly mutiny radio. I like to start my act by getting tangled up in the wires. You can shorten your life that way. Um, you know, um, Sabrina, um, you should not worry about the pets eating you. I mean, I mean it is true, your cat will eat you, um, but, uh, you know, um, I think that's just a practical, really. I don't think it's evil. I think what would be evil would be a $20,000 funeral. <laughs> I, d- <I'm> so <coughs> I am totally going for the cat. <coughs> People are worried about this, that they'll die single, they'll die alone. Totally going for the cat eats me plan. Um, you know, and on, on that subject, return to my favorite subject, my birthday. Um, I, d- I just had my birthday finally two weeks ago after talking about it for six months. Um, that's good, thank you, a b- uh, mandatory applause, silence, <laughs> silen- thank you, silence. And uh, you know, um, I am, uh, actually, I'm really um, enjoying this age, and um, I am looking forward to the time when I become invisible, as, as women do, uh, of a certain age. And I think right now, though, I'm at the stage where people can see me but they kind of wish they didn't. Like, usually, at about this time in my set, a couple of dicks just get up and walk out. Like, just, uh, if, they, if they didn't, sometimes they do when I open, just when I open my mouth. But, uh, uh, but uh, you know, there's a lot more to me than just my age. It's true. Um, I'm a very, uh, it's a kind of Berkeley, Berkeley Jewish character. Um, and, uh, you know, for instance, uh, I'm very much an intellectual. That's right, there's high-minded stuff can happen here tonight. Uh, I have read the back covers of many important books. That's right. I am an activist. I spend at least two hours a night deleting those political emails. I am a writer. I'm a writer. They told me, they said to me, write what you know. So, uh, I I don't write anything. Uh, I don't write anything. All right, got to work on the timing of that joke. Um, and then they, they said to me, um, write from your personal experience. Um, again, slender output. Uh, although it did win an award for being the shortest book since the history of Italian military victories, no Italians were harmed in the making of that joke. I, s- I swear, but uh, you know, sometimes when I tell a joke that is just—it's just so good, it just blows wha- my memory just right out of my mind. And I have to look at this uh, very professional piece of paper, see what else I got for you. A uh, lot of people ask me how I achieve this level of uh, failure without recourse to a serious and disciplined program of drugs and alcohol. But uh, I think that's cheating. Shit, the women are starting to leave on me. Ooh, uh, maybe, I am t- uh, maybe I have achieved the invisibility. Uh, but you know, um, I should not talk like I am a failure um, because actually my career is rocketing along at lightning speed, you guys. I'm figuring three more months at the open mics, and then I'm gonna run for president. I'm gonna be ready. I'm gonna be ready. By the way, you gotta give me that horn because I'm fucking obtuse, and I'll just keep on going all night. So you gotta use the horn on me. Uh, All right. Oh my God, there it is. (laughs) Just gonna leave you with this thought that I was thinking, because there goes another one. You can still see me, right? Ah, Damn. Okay, if I found out that Jonas Salk took it out in front of his lab assistants, would I get rid of the polio vaccine? Would I just throw that away? No, I would not. I would keep the vaccine. It is life-saving, and that is how I feel about the work of such people as Louis C.K. and Woody Allen. You know, I, I want to hang on to that, that work, and the work is separate from the man. Um, but I do think that doesn't mean it's not a problem. And I just want to um, to leave you with a, f- a few thoughts about how we might uh, address this problem. Like, I, I was thinking we should repurpose old customs uh, uh, for this new world. And what I was thinking was we could, we could bring in the burqa into the workplace. We hand it out to powerful men. You know you've become successful when you're promoted to the corner office and they issue you your burka. All right, I'm working on that one. Thanks a lot, guys. <laughs> you can masturbate underneath it.
0: Give it up for Judith. You know, I think burkas are really underrated. Um, I lived in Syria for a bit, and there were just days when I was like, man, I would love to just cover this up because I had cold sores. Uh, <laughs> right? Like, no one knows how gross your face is when you're wearing a burka. It's better than makeup. All right, guys, your next comic, very, very funny dude. Let's get this claps going now. Let's make it loud. Ken Suzuki. I think go, go, go. Yes, yes,
10: oh, fake enthusiasm, thank you, sell the crowd, let's do this, oh, you people, how does it feel to be alone in this room on Christmas a couple days before, are you guys, uh, oh, we're going to be writing some great suicide notes this weekend, aren't we, <laughs> yeah, good, woo, thank you, Cole, hype man right there, Cole Saxon, Miss Silverstein, Silverstein, don't worry, you are not. If you live long enough, you'll go from being invisible to ugh, eventually. One day in your life, it is all good. My question is, though, with all these folks that have been masturbating in front of people, the Louis, the Weinstein's, like, I'm assuming they've all been circumcised, right? And how do they pull it off without any lube? How much lube are they using? I, like, I'm an uncut guy. I, when I got dry hands, I need that extra, like, meat glove to get the traction going. Where do they come up with it? Is it spit in the hand and go? Oh, all the chafing dicks of these people. That is commitment. You really, that, you really gotta be committed to your act if you're gonna go all the way and worry about ripping the flesh right off your dick. Yeah, you might make that one nut, but is it worth it? Is it worth it, folks? Uh, so I got to ask my gender the other day. And as well, I'm not gender fluid. I'm not gender solid. I like to describe myself as gender gaseous. I just float around unassuming. You don't know notice me, but I will asphyxiate you when we fuck. Ah, uh, yes, choke fucking. If God didn't want you to do it, then why'd he make the neck fit the hand so perfectly, folks? All right? I mean, that's how you know you found your soulmate. You choke the ones you love. You choke the ones you love. That's what my parents' relationship taught me. Uh little mom and dad. Uh, ta- speaking of c- cats eating dead people, my mom looked at my dad and was like, listen, when I die, I hope it's without my pants on, my face covered. Because then finally someone will eventually have gone on on I me mean, after all these years. Loving relationship, loving relationship they had. I don't know. My parents taught me a lot because uh, I'm my family or my wife wants us to ha- start having children, and uh, you know I'm worried about it. But I did learn one thing from my parents. It's this: a cynical child is a happy child. You can never disappoint your children when they've learned to expect nothing from you. It's true. It's true. I do worry about these things though, like. Uh, not just that I'm getting older if we do have children. I've just way- used so much Vieten air down there and so many chemicals have c- touched my cracks. There's no way those kids are coming out normal. Yeah, yeah, flipper babies for my vanity. Or just because I don't want my balls to be smooth enough to be sucked. And and it's easier to clean up the puke. There's no pubes down there, I'm just saying. I'm just saying, it's easier to clean up the puke when you're going, clean shaven when you've burnt like Southern California forests. You know you're getting older uh, when your idea of good sex is finishing without severe back pain. It's true. Seriously, I've had to take up yoga just so I can bust the nut without blowing a disc. That's crazy, have you guys ever had sex with a yogi before? It's amazing, just pulling out and shooting money shots right in the third eye. That's not cum, that's enlightenment they're feeling on their faces. Here's an interesting, thing. you guys know about nature? You guys hear about this thing called the manatee? A manatee, so manatee back in the day used to fool young sailor boys into thinking they were mermaids, Eh? So really the manatee was the first catfish of the sea. Eh, Needs more lube. We made it fit. Uh yeah, using the match of light refractions and angles, n- seducing these poor young sailor boys into thinking they're mermaids. And much like real catfish, seducing them into committing an unthinkable act. Fucking a fatty. That is wrong. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen.
0: Give it up for the always disconcerting uh, <laughs> Ken Suzuki. <laughs> All right, guys, your next comic—he has been running the boards for you this entire time. I want you to make it loud for George Davis.
11: Thank you very much. All right, how you guys doing tonight? I like doing comedy. I haven't been a minute since I've done a bit of comedy, but it's fun. I like doing this shit. It's we just it's got this no-slip mat up here. Anyway, sorry, dumb. Dumb. I'm just busy looking at my own goddamn feet. <sighs> How you guys doing this evening? Yeah, you guys doing all right? Oh shit, Cole Chapman. <laughs> Fucking. I was when I used to fuck with Cole Chapman when like when he used to think I was a comic still and shit, right? <laughs> we s- we came up with this thing called uh, what the fuck we call it white privilege. Wasn't that the shit? You and uh, you and the other white dude. We y- you and uh, the The blonde guy or some shit. It was gonna be you, Zane. Zane, You and Zane are gonna be in white privilege. Hey, I'm Billy. I'm Zane. I'm white. White privilege. Privilege. Oh shit, that was gonna be the business. But you know, I stopped being a comedian, I guess, or whatever. (laughs) Anyway, oh man. uh, Well fuck what was I thinking about oh damn it would be shitty just to sit up here and do this fucking bomb so I'm not gonna do that what I was thinking was um, Jesus Christ yeah how weird would that be Just get into a fucking thing about how great Jesus is. (laughs) You know what's really cool, everybody? Jesus Christ.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yay.
11: That would be fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) Just get up here and just start fucking proselytizing and shit. Let me tell you what's really great, the Lord. Oh, I don't know, (laughs) guy. I don't know man like I just I literally just wanted to be on here just to stand behind the fucking microphone for a while because it's been so long that I felt weird like being around this many fucking comics and not at least standing behind the mic for a while. It doesn't make any sense right logically doesn't make any fucking sense but like that's what I wanted to do. So that's what I'm fucking doing. So I will always end with the same fucking joke that I always end on, because I love this joke. (laughs) And it's the dumbest, dirtiest joke that I know. What can lifesavers do that guys can't? Come in five different flavors. Thank you. Thank you. Good night.
0: Give it up for George. All right, guys, keep that energy going. Let's keep it going. Make it (laughs) loud. Your next comic is Mike Spiegelman.
12: Uh, I'm freezing. I'm going to keep my uh, jacket on. I don't know why it's so unbearably cold in San Francisco. Also, let's keep the lights off uh, here. (laughs) And that way we can maintain uh, some equilibrium. If you're listening to this on the podcast, there's no lights in here. You know, you got to fiddle with that light. It's the secret. My name is Mike. Uh, I get corrected on my grammar all the time to the point where I think they're just mocking me. I said to a friend, I said, hey, do you want to go whenever you want? And my friend said, whenever? Mike, it's ever." I think he was bullshitting me. Saw the movie. Uh, tried to see the movie, um, the emoji movie. I watched it on an old DVD player, so all I saw was just boxes with X's in them. I had to use the context of the dialogue to figure out who was whom. I think the uh, box with the X in it that had a lot of hand puns was the hand emoji. And the box with the X in it that had a lot of poop puns was the poop emoji. I think this is funny, so I'll continue. <laughs> I, uh, man, I love Ben and Jerry's ice cream, Jesus fucking Christ. I think I use it as a crux. I mean, I, it could be any flavor. I'll just buy it from the liquor store. It could be like my car keys and some Rolos called Here's Your Car Keys. And I'll just be like, Yeah, $7. And I'll be getting ready to go to work and I'll be like, Where the fuck are my car keys? How come my life isn't right? What the fuck's wrong with me? I'm going to eat ice cream and I'll open up the freezer and I'll say, Here's your car keys. I'll be so excited. I'll just uh, eat the pint of ice cream in celebration. But enough about Christmas, right? i i uh i can't read comic books i, I don't read the uh, thought bubbles it's none of my business Batman deserves some privacy right he's batman i know what batman does I don't need to know what he's thinking <laughs> i uh i keep a dream journal by the way uh i I'm doing all right right my set's okay just want to let you guys know, you, I, I'm giving you high remarks in my diary tonight. What a crowd, dear diary! What a crowd. You know, I'm not even gonna do crowd work here. I'll just do it in my diary. I, it's as an old guy with a diary, man. My life's changed. I even I dream about my my life in vivid detail. Makes my dream journal redundant. Just like see diary. I keep uh, a weed journal. Oh don't you? Now that it's recreational. What's a dream journal? Uh, j- a weed journal? Oh, that's a good question. you uh, you go to uh, uh, a dispensary that is fucking just swimming in money so they could pr- that they print little gimmicky dream weed journals. But what it is, is it has a little chart like Sativa or uh, Indiga and, and then in between and you check that off. you write you write this the strain. Write the date you smoked it and then you got a little line description and I'm like yeah one weed I I don't like is God's gift that stuff sucks I think that's the only thing I learned I reviewed my 12 journals my weed journals and that's the only thing I learned I don't like one kind of weed I don't know why I brought that up I don't even I don't read books I only go to the library to shower they don't, they, if you notice in the uh, bathroom of the public library, there's a poster that says, Don't shower here. Here's a list of locations and services that you can use. And I look at that poster in the bathroom, and I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, public library. Can't there be one room in the public library where I don't have to read? <laughs> Did you get it, I don't read. I just stop washing my clothes and I leave. Uh, All right, well, thank you guys. I appreciate it. I appreciate that you're. <laughs> um,
0: Alright guys, you're in for a real treat with your next comic. Uh, this dapper young gentleman is uh, going to charm and astound you. Give it up for Cole Chapman! Hey,
13: hello. Alright, fuck you guys, whatever. <laughs> sure. Why is this, why can't any of us do this? Okay, uh, you guys excited, you going home? Hello, who are you? Where would you come from? You're, I thought you were Gene Feld. Who are, you're Nathan? Nathan what? Nathan Arget Singer. Arget Singer, that's a cool last name. Are you new okay. to Mutiny and all that? Yeah. This is This your first night here? Yeah. What do you think? It's awesome, I've been by this door, like so many times like, Just peeking in. What the fuck, oh God, and then you run away and then now you're like, I gotta sit in it and see what's up. Absol- oh, okay, sure. <laughs> 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 like <the laughs> those leggings happen to you that way, I'm sure. You just showed up, you're peeking into a place and into a uh, Native American acid trip, and then suddenly, boom, <laughs> boom! Some great. Thank you. Yes, I I pride myself on my observational accuracy. I'm pretty good at that. Maybe am I? I don't know. Who knows? Elent, how are you? Good. good. You ever been? You been to the hospital lately? No, not a of oh, okay. I just, I just Here we go. I was hoping someone would pick up this thread. <laughs> <laughs> you were just visiting someone in the hospital. What for? A heart condition. That's very sad. Are they going to make it? We don't, we don't know. Shit, that's horrific. The hospital's a terrible place, man. It's just that's that energy the entire time you're there. It says, we don't know. We don't know? Yeah, exactly, because you don't really know anything until you're there. I was there two weeks ago. Uh, a friend of mine got into an accident, a uh, bus accident. You may have heard about it on 101. Yeah, yeah, she was in that pretty scary shit. Uh, so I go to the hospital go visit her, right? Uh, and I don't know if you've ever been to the Zuckerberg... SF General, but that place is like fucking, like, it is like the auditions for, like, the 6th Street All-Stars, you know what I mean? It's just like the craziest fucking riff-raff in that waiting room. Have you ever been in that waiting room? It is amazing. (laughs) It's like the All-Star team of the entire homeless, like, crazy. Ah! They all fucking find their way in there. (laughs) They're all just, like, interacting with each other. It's, like, crazy. But anyway, so I was sitting there uh, amongst this crowd trying to see my friend uh, and uh, I go up to the uh, main nurse who's like manning the station, right? People come in like, do you see my friend? Uh, so I go up to her and I'm like, hey, I'm looking for my friend. Uh, she was in a bus accident. I don't know if you can point me to her. Uh, and there's a guy, like and I didn't see him at first, but he's like leaning on the desk and he's got a big box of fried chicken, like Popeye's fried chicken. And he's just sitting there munching on this in the middle of a hospital waiting room, like totally fine, <laughs> just just chilling, like chatting up the nurse. Uh, And he he hears me bus accident. He goes, Hey, 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 was your friend in a bus accident? I was like, Yeah, yeah. He's like, Ah, hey, my friend was in a bus accident. I was like, Oh yeah, what happened? He goes, Oh, he was fine. Uh, And I was like, Oh, cool. He's like, For a day. I was like, Okay. So what happened after that day? He's like, oh, yeah, then he died. <laughs> I was like, well, what? <laughs> like as soon as he said that there's a security guard in the back, like, hey, sir, <laughs> like he popped out, like, excuse me. He's like, what, what? Like he's there, like, you know, drumstick in hand, like three bites into it. Like, what, what? I can't talk about my friend. Like I have experience in the situation. I'm like, yeah, I don't need this right now. I don't think anybody <laughs> coming to see the bus survivors need this, like piece of advice bopping around in their head because it's an uncertain place. You don't really know extent of anything that's going on there. So I'm sitting in this waiting room, right? Uh, just seeing like this like crazy peanut gallery go uh, to and fro through there. Uh, and eventually I do make my way back there uh, and I'm sitting there talking to the nurses and stuff. Like, is she going to be okay? Is she going to be like, okay? yeah, 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 she's fine. She's fine, don't worry about it. Uh, but she does want to see you. So go like comfort her for, you know, whatever, however long you want to do it. So I was like, okay, uh, and I'm there. And you know, so I'm trying to keep this girl awake, right? Because you're in a bus accident. Maybe there's a concussion or something, right? So I'm just sitting there trying to pass time talking, uh, and then after a while, time goes on. You start getting tired, like George in there, and you're not really sure what to talk about. And so I decided to start telling some stories about what I saw in the waiting room. And I go, that's the craziest thing happened to me. So I'm in there, uh, and there's this guy, right? Uh, and he's like, he's like, yeah, you know, his friend was in a bus accident, right? Right? And he was fine for a day, right? Right? Like expecting us, she's like, what? <laughs> Why are you? <laughs> why is it? Why are you telling me this right now? I was like, Oh no no, no it's fa- it's because he died, like, <laughs> right? It's like, oh right, shit. You know, <laughs> like I didn't really realize that this was not, not the right. You gotta pick your audience, is what I'm saying, right, George? Yeah, we all having a good time. Okay. <laughs> hmm. Anyways, that's a that's a long story that uh, probably could be two minutes shorter. But you know what? That's why we say it <laughs> repeatedly to uninterested strangers uh, you're not strangers you're my peers I'm talking about the internet right guys okay um, I don't know who's going home who's going home for the holidays Ken you yes where are you where's home <laughs> why would you lie <laughs> I'm going home I'm gonna get him on this one <laughs> but like, he'll never know and then I press you fuck <laughs> where are you going I can't think of a city <laughs> you didn't realize you were lying. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, okay. Minneapolis. Oh, okay. For parents and stuff, or just you friends' parents? There you go. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Do you enjoy hanging out with your parents? Do you guys talk about stuff, or you just like, I want to take my meal into the other room? Oh, Okay. Um, well, I thought it was. It's Michaela's parents, is Michaela girlfriend. Um, is sort of this is we're getting. This is like relationship talk. Can we get him a mic <laughs> Then we could both like do a like? What's going on with Michaela? Man, are our parents okay? Oh <laughs> uh, uh, no, we're definitely not doing two mics. Good night, everybody. have am Coach time. Bye. <laughs>
0: man was uh walking outside and decided to pop in is this gonna be your first stand-up set or have you done this before yeah, yeah, this, is be this is gonna be his first stand-up set so let's give him a lot of support give it up for nate Argyle singer
14: <laughs> uh th- thank you by the way for the um the the chance to uh, jam about relationships in a, a stand-up set even if it was only in my imagination, um, just now, um, yeah. So, so I'm I'm Nathan. I'm I'm going. I I, th- I think I am going home tomorrow. Um, actually, I'm I'm rescinding the fact that I lied. It, it was a lie for a second, and then I decided that that is home. Home is where the heart is, right? Um <laughs> uh, yeah. So. So my heart'll be there tomorrow. Um but right now it's here. And you know, life life is full of experiences and uh this 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 is one of them. This is a- actively an experience, like they all are. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I, I had a funny I had a funny experience last night. I so so my my friend was having this sort of intention setting party for, for 2018 and all of the brilliant things that are hopefully gonna manifest in light of all of the grotesque things that exist in this world. And um, so we're, we're like writing down thoughts on these little pieces of paper, deciding what our intentions are gonna be and what are uh, things that we, we don't want to to exist in our lives. And that was simple for me. I just wanted to get rid of everything, all that stuff <laughs> that bugs you down. Trip as you walk out the door. Um, uh, oh, trip as you walk out the door. If you're lucky, tripping's tripping's fun most of the time. Um, <laughs> I, I tripped a little bit last night, uh, sort of by accident um so so there are all these people there are all these people gathered together to to set intentions and people have brought little knickknacks and and food and and all this good stuff and um so i'm 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 scouring the table uh uh whenever there's free food i tend to eat a lot of it and it was pretty good so i'm eating a bunch of stuff and i'm like drinking whatever i can get my hands on like oh there's all this good stuff on this table i find this one beverage that's particularly sweet and good and I'm drinking it, oh, this is so good. I'm drinking it, and drinking it, and drinking it. I drink the whole thing, and then I like look on the 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 thing I'm <laughs> that one first. I'm looking on here, and it says t h c and c b d ten servings, ten milligrams per serving. <laughs> <laughs> I realize that I've just consumed really a lot of pot and <laughs> so I set down the drink on the table. And I actively decide to myself, this is an experience. And here we go. (laughs) And so we're all a whole, whole posse of people. We all head out to El Valenciano, a venue on the Valencia Street, which is where people come together to dance Zouk. And so that's my next destination, and I we all arrive and I'm realizing now that I'm uh, extremely high. And there's this uh, sort of class and this um, uh, this this lesson that happens at the beginning of these dance sessions. And uh, this particular class turned out to be sort of a classic. Um, there's a man who's dancing with a young woman, um, very beautiful woman, very beautiful man too, just older and um, he doesn't speak English. He's speaking Espanol the whole time and she's translating for him as he goes and it begins to be, um, it's an incredibly raunchy, raunchy set but at the same time a very sort of classic experience and um, well. Well, let's cut that one here. I had a very high dance session where I couldn't keep time. It was an experience. It was fun. Um, Yeah, so I I like to wear tights. Um, I don't know how this happened to me. Uh, (laughs) I think that tights were, you know, I think I have a similar relationship to tights as drugs. And that, uh, that is a big part of my life and I don't know how that happened or when that happened. I think it happened slowly. <laughs> and um, these tights actually did come from peeking through a door. I forget who said that. Um, but uh, you know I, I, I have all of these things come up and, and you know you should stop and smell the roses or have the experience um, even if it, it seems like it's closed there was a store that was closed and I was like looking around because there was good looking clothing and and somebody comes out from around the corner and it's like, you, you need to come inside and I need to give you these tights. And so she invited me in the store after it was closed and she gave me these tights. And um, yeah, I've been wearing tights more and more and (laughs) it's so much to the point that (laughs) I don't realize that what it's really come to Um, and now I'm on the road all the time for what I do. Um, I make lights for parties. Um, Thank you
2: guys.
0: (laughs) Give it up for Nate, his first time doing this. I gotta say dude, if if tights are like drugs, then those are like meth. (laughs) Those are not gateway tights, is what I'm saying. You are a very advanced tight user at this point. They're nice tights game, recognized game, dude. I'm, <laughs> I'm on, a, I'm on a tights level as well. I'm not there yet, but I'm working up to it. This is like my experimenting with shrooms tights. All right, guys, uh, we got one more comic in terms of who is actually here. Are you guys ready? All right, let's make it loud for Benjamin.
15: I have to use the microphone or yes. can you hear me up you, oh. can, you can raise it. Okay, well maybe or I'll you just hold it in your hand or you can sit. Well I've got a little bit of O C D whereas okay, if someone do. could raise the microphone Tony usually does it Tony's not here tonight. I hope this place doesn't go out of business like brainwash after I showed up. It's bad. I don't want to be a king. So I'm, you know, Cause I'm running out of places to do my spiel. And I hope I'm not upstage by the bathroom. <laughs> that'll be that'll be embarrassing. Everything's so close together here. I mean, I'm used to the brainwash where everything's kind of big and stuff no that was a tiny place i feel bad i couldn't save the place with my comedy so Ah. that was a bad sign but i'll try to save mutiny radio if i can i hope to i hope tony comes here does he come here often Never. never oh no god i wanted to see his face when he saw me show up here oh well that's okay um let's see i think i'll talk about my love life I'll be the shortest, uh, yeah, it's bad. I'm going to go down in history as the oldest virgin. That's too much information, but, you know, I said I, I wasn't really prepared for it to go up tonight. I I just thought I'd pop in and see how everyone else is doing, and you're all doing very well. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and this is going out on the air. That's great. I... I <laughs> That's great if you see me or if you can hear me, rescue me from from a, from oblivion and put me on The Tonight Show with screaming women and uh, and make me uh, not a virgin. Um, anywho, yeah, let's see, I've got a lot to say but little time to say it in. It's like that bottle there, I've got a lot and a little sphincter. And it's closing up real, f- and it's closed. <laughs> I think I'd be nervous if uh, nobody was here. I'd be just me and my thoughts. I think I'd bore myself. Um, that's what I think I do to Tony. Anyhow, okay. Um, I guess I got a, a joke, an old joke. Uh, a priest and a rabbi walk into a bar, and they both go out. I don't know <laughs> that's n- yeah that n- that's just an old joke, <laughs> I think I made it up though, uh, anyhow, how long are the sets here? <laughs> Five minutes, okay, good, I think I'm halfway through it, so y'all can go home, <laughs> enjoy Christmas, and yeah, have fun, and um, let's see, I'm still a virgin, and uh hasn't changed uh, i don't know what's going to happen first martians landing or a uh, woman landing on me i don't know uh, uh, i think martians first and maybe then the lottery yeah martian women <laughs> uh, yeah anywho let's see i've got to have something else to say um does anthony come here Oh good, yeah, I, I, he told me about the place. so, yeah, anyhow, um, wow, it's very quiet in here, oh, one minute, okay, I'll try to be real quick, um, let's see, a funny thing happened to me on the way over here, no, just kidding, uh, nothing funny happened, I got a text from my friend and she's really pissed that I didn't go to Safeway with her, And she's really mad. Cancelled Christmas and everything. So I don't know what to do now. I don't know what excuse I'll use. I was trying to become famous or something so I could afford a bigger Christmas. I don't know. This is bad, but I don't know. With friends like that, I don't know. Maybe it's best to uh, flamed out. You know, get it out. You know. Anywho, let's see. This is cheaper than therapy. And um, and you get better results. And um, anyhow, uh, every time I say anyhow, everyone drink. Uh, um, okay, I want my minutes worth. Am I up yet? Or <laughs> yeah, it's better go. Okay, thank you all.
0: Up for Benjamin and everyone you've seen tonight. Uh, just remember that Isaac Newton was a virgin, uh, you can get a lot of productive things done. Yeah, he was. He really was. Uh, he had more important things to think about than pussy. He invented calculus. <laughs> so, uh, get out of, get out of your dicks and you can accomplish great things. Uh, thank you and have a Merry Christmas, everybody. Good night.
2: We'll mm-hmm. Cool. <laughs>
16: out to exhibit an occasion of extremely rapid evolution where we had a big change in what the crickets did, um, namely whether or not they were able to call, in less than 20 generations. And I was really excited about that, and it was a really interesting discovery. And it made me then think about all the ways that scientists now talk about evolution happening not just over millions of years or even tens of thousands of years, but very quickly over relatively few generations. And then that made me think about the ways in which evolution has happened quickly to humans. It turns out that evolution has happened very quickly to humans, and what that does is change our ideas about whether or not we were better adapted to the way we were living 10,000 or 50,000 or 100,000 years ago, because it turns out that we can, in fact, change relatively rapidly. And so lactose tolerance is one of the best examples of this. That's why I talk about it as being a poster child for rapid evolution, in part because we know so much about how that happened. So I'm sure everybody knows that humans, like other mammals, drink milk when we're infants, and that's kind of what makes us mammals. Mm -hmm. Most mammals, and indeed lots and lots of humans, lose the...
14: Welcome 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 and you are listening to the final installation of the 2013 of the 20 of the 2013 installations of uh, that San Francisco sound party started early as you can tell here at mutinyradio.org. Uh, we're gonna do a 2013 best of music countdown in no particular order. Uh, we'll save the best for last of course but uh, in between there we're just gonna play what flows with 2013. It's gonna be a lot of emotion, uh, some heartbreak, um, some retribution, lots of retribution, and some dancing actually lots of dancing so uh, stay tuned Uh, we're gonna ring in the new year for the folks here on the East Coast uh, in about an hour so uh, stick around the best of 2013 here on
10: that San Francisco sound happy to have you here